I'm so excited that you are here listening to this brand new podcast, Some Day Is Now. My name is Vivian Mabuni, and I'm your host. Uh, I am an ENFJ on the Myers-Briggs. So those of you that know about introvert, extrovert, the NF stands for uh, intuitive feeler. So typically for an NF, everything has significance and meaning. So even the name and the title Someday Is Now has significance to me. So I just wanted to give you the backstory of how we came up with the name Someday Is Now. Back in 2015, I was taking part in a large women's conference. And at the end of the conference, our action point was to write out on the back of a domino our hopes and our dreams as an action point. And I was invited to share what was on the back of my domino. And I shared tearfully to this audience of 2,500 women, um, and also it was live streamed around the country, that I loved the women that were there, but as I looked out, there were so few people that looked like me. And so what I wrote on the back of my domino was that I wanted to be a part of helping to raise up the next generation of Asian American women leaders. So I put that domino on my nightstand back in 2015 and just kind of went on along with life. And then this past New Year's Eve, um, I was driving by myself in my car. It was a Sunday morning. I was heading back into California and I was driving in the fast lane. And then out of nowhere, this huge RV, really souped up, glittery one, um, came out of nowhere and pulled in front of me and was driving in the fast lane. And I looked to my left and the the carpool lane was empty and there were several lanes to the right of me that were empty and I, I felt annoyed. And then I looked up and on the back of this RV were three big words, someday is now. And I just kind of thought, huh, I wonder what that's all about. Then fast forward this spring, a number of uh, events came together and uh, we had a gathering of Asian American women leaders here in Southern California. And I posted about it on Instagram and there was such an overwhelming response of Asian American women who were feeling the same sense that I had been feeling that something was shifting in our culture and there was a need for a place and a space to discover the Asian American experience for women and to talk about leadership and have these experiences validated. So out of that came the idea of this podcast. And I picked up that domino and I looked at what I had written in 2015 and I thought, someday is now. So that's the story of the, of the name of the podcast and I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here for the first episode in season one of Someday Is Now. And I thought today what would be kind of a fun thing is for you to get to know me better as your host. My name is Vivian Mabuni. My last name, Mabuni, is actually Okinawan. A lot of people aren't sure what the name is. It's very unique, and I'm the only Vivian Mabuni that I know. So getting a domain name is pretty easy. Anyway, Mabuni is an Okinawan last name. Uh, and my husband is half Okinawan, quarter Portuguese, and a quarter Hawaiian, and he grew up in Hawaii. My maiden name is Yang, or Yang, and I grew up in Boulder, Colorado. 
So a little bit of background of my ethnic journey. Um, my parents were both born in China, in Hangzhou and Wuxi, which is kind of near the Shanghai area. They uh, fled when the Japanese invaded and rebuilt their lives in Taiwan. There they attended university and they were able to get their master's degrees in Hawaii. And that's where they met and got married. And then uh, they moved to Wisconsin to work on their PhDs in Madison. And that's where I was born. Uh, I didn't find this out until I was married myself. But my mom was just steps away from getting her PhD when she was pregnant with me. And then she decided to drop her her um, her studies. So um, my dad's first teaching assignment was in Boulder, Colorado. So that's where I grew up. Um, I have no memory of Wisconsin, but... Um, when I think about home and childhood, it definitely centers around the Flatirons, uh, the Flatiron Mountains in Boulder, Colorado. One thing I am so excited about with this podcast is the opportunity and place and space to really uh, explore what it means to live biculturally. For me, growing up in Colorado, I lived in two worlds. At home, we took our shoes off by the door. We spoke Chinese. My grandmother lived with us. We ate rice and used chopsticks at almost every meal. And uh, my world at home was very different than my world outside. And outside, I tried very hard to do all I could to fit into uh, majority white culture. So I was a cheerleader in high school. I was part of student government. I did all the things I knew to do to try to fit in, but deep down inside, I never, I knew I would never be the homecoming queen or I would never date the captain of the football team because of how I looked. When I talk about Eastern and Western world, the Eastern world, the Asian part of me, is very group-oriented. There's a concern for keeping face, for hierarchy. There's a high view of authority. And what we do as a collective reflects on others. Uh, most of you might be familiar with the figure skater uh, Kim Yoo-na. She's from Korea, and she... Um, wrote in an essay about the pressures that she faces. And she's quoted to say, because um, she's quoted to say, if my performance fails, the whole nation may turn their back on me. So that's the idea of living in this Eastern world where my decisions and choices are reflect others and I represent uh, the whole rather than the individual. The Western world, on the other hand, values individuality and personal achievement, independence, and self-actualization. So I'm kind of this blend of Eastern and Western. And I'd learned once that a nectarine is, um, is a hybrid of a peach and a plum. And if you combine it, you get a nectarine, and a nectarine is neither peach nor plum, but it draws traits from both. And that's my experience as an Asian American. And as we uh, go on in these coming weeks, you're going to hear about how there's so much similarity in our experiences with even coming from different home countries. We still carry a lot of the same values. And at the same time, there's going to be some really unique differences that come about because of where we're born, when we're born, and the environment that we're born into. So I'm really excited about exploring that. Not only do we operate in the two different worlds of Eastern and Western 
as this nectarine hybrid. Um, we also have an additional spin added to our identity, and that is of being a woman. And there's a lot of confusion today on what it means to be a woman. Because on one hand, in the U.S., we still experience inequality, although we've made great strides compared to the rest of the world. There is still um, a bamboo ceiling in a lot of work situations when it comes to Asian Americans in the workplace. We're also taught in school that we can be anything that we want to be, from a firefighter to a president. So there's this idea of being a woman that there's um, great strides as well as uh, frustration at times with uh, the inequality. In addition to that, we have embedded in our culture, uh, because of Confucian teaching, the value of having sons over daughters. Uh, female infanticide has taken place in China because of the one-child policy. And I remember reading um, years ago in the Los Angeles Times about um, a Chinese peasant who would pick up baby girls from the dumps to sell to orphanages. So whether directly or indirectly, we can come away with a sense of feeling inferior to men or less valued. And that can lead us to often overperforming to try to make up uh, to be accepted. And I think that that's what we also wrestle with as an Asian American woman in particular. Uh, for me, I um, felt at times growing up, if I'm really honest, that there were times I felt embarrassed to be Chinese. Um, I, I would walk into, you know, everyone's auntie and uncle, of course, in Asian culture. So I would walk into an auntie's house and the smell of mothballs and garlic, that distinct smell and the plastic runners on the carpet, all of that evoked in me this feeling of shame and not fitting in. But later on, as I continued to grow in my understanding of um, being created as an Asian, an Asian American in particular, I began to uh, see some of the incredible strengths that come because of being Asian and because of being Asian American. So one of the questions I'll be asking every week is, what is something that you're proud of? of being Asian. And for me, when I think about that is I'm really proud of how Asians think in light of con the context of the collective. So we're always honoring those who've come before us. Um, we're aware of who's with us at all times. And we're always thinking about who's coming behind us and how we can make it better for the next generation so that they can go farther and further. So one thing that comes to mind is when um, Aquafina hosted the Saturday Night Live um, earlier last year, uh, she spent you know a chunk of her uh, monologue time honoring her grandmother and honoring Lucy Liu, who had you know been the the um, the host decades before. And I thought that was so. She was demonstrating this collective and. Of that, I'm just so proud because I know that my life is bigger than my own individual life and that how I live does influence those that are coming after me. And my hope is that whatever I do will help them to go further and farther. Each week, I'll also be inviting guests to answer questions about leadership and their leadership lessons, their best leadership lessons. 
For me, my leadership lesson would be always work yourself out of a job. I think the best leaders are ones who have their eye on helping to raise up the next generation of leaders. And I think for my husband and I, nothing has brought greater joy to us than to see um, former college students that we've worked with um, excelling in so many different areas in life um, and our small investment in their lives turning around and yielding even greater um, opportunities. So for me, leadership, successful leadership, is where um, not only have you done the best you can, you're helping to raise up the next generation to do the best they can with hopefully um, the ability, again, as this collective, to go further and farther. One thing that's brought uh, a lot of pain for me, and that's the other question I'll be asking, um, things that have been painful for me in addition to being teased or uh, made fun of growing up as a little girl, you know, and bringing the, the smelly lunch to school uh, that no one else had, um, those things are painful. But I think for me now as an adult, what I find most painful is, uh, again, having it be 2019 and having so few representatives. Uh, representation matters. You can't see, you can't be what you don't see. And I think for so long, um, you know, until this last year with the release of Crazy Rich Asians, it had been 25 years since the last major motion picture with an all-Asian cast. So for me, not growing up with Asian Disney princesses or Asian um, um, politicians, um, people in leadership in, in various um, capacities, it just... It was really painful. It still is painful. And I spend a, a good majority of my time uh, now as a speaker, as an author, and I can tell you almost every time I speak, I'll have Asians come up to me and say, you're the very first Asian American women I've ever heard speak main stage, uh, give the keynote presentation. So that definitely has brought me pain. Another question we'll be asking each guest every week is, what is your favorite Asian comfort food? Um, for me, there are just so many. But if I had to pick a favorite, um, I would say it's my grandmother's uh, when she used to make the dumplings. So again, those of you that have seen uh, Crazy Rich Asians, there's a scene in there where they were making the dumplings and they were rolling out the dough. And literally during the movie, I kept tapping my daughter on the shoulder going, my grandmother had the very same wooden um, roller that rolled out the dough. And I could just smell the the sesame oil and the pork and the green onions and the, the filling. And I could smell the, the flour and the dough. And I remember fondly watching my grandmother cut the dough and then roll out the circles with that little wooden, thin wooden roller. And it just brought so much joy to me. Um, I can't believe how significant that movie was for me to watch. It was such a, a celebration of the normalcy of so many things that I've just lived. And to see it portrayed, uh, to have a movie with an Asian cast and no one did kung fu. And, uh, you know, it's just all the stereotypes that are um, often put for Asians, like we're always the villain or we always 
do some martial arts. It was just so refreshing to have a really talented cast with beautiful cinematography and costuming. And just, it was just um, a really, a, a huge delight for me as an Asian American to watch that. So those are some of the types of questions I'll be asking the guests uh, every week. And I would love for you to recommend uh, guests as well. You can go to uh, my website, uh, vivianmabuni.com, and there is a podcast tab for some days now. And there's a, an email that you can use to uh, send in feedback and even suggest uh guests to interview for this podcast. So please do so. And um, thanks for listening. I can't wait to share more with you in the coming weeks. Thank you for joining us this week on Some Days Now. If you've liked what you've heard, please take a moment and subscribe to the show so each new episode automatically downloads to your device every week. And thank you for sharing this podcast with your friends. We would love for you to leave a review so others can find out about the show. A special thank you to the brilliant team that makes Some Days Now possible. The Some Days Now logo is designed by Jocelyn Chung. The original music is by Joshua Patrick with Passion Net Productions. The show notes on the website are done by Vicki Fan. The sound engineer is Aaron Kretzman. The director of design and website designer is Kenny Wong. And the executive producer is Chantelle Reynolds. Have a great week, and we look forward to you joining us again for another episode of Someday is Now.